Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, Asher bakarbanu mikol hamim, Venatan lanu et torato, Baruch atah Adonai, Noten haTorah. Amen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, may you grant us the eyes of Mashiach Yeshua as we dive into your living word and glean from the writings of Shaul to the congregation in Rome. Amen. Amen. Well, shalom, everybody. Just want to welcome y'all back to the Egedit, to the Kehila, the congregation in Rome. And joining me, as always, uh, thank you to Hashem for Neri Arok. So how you doing? I'm doing excellent, sir. Thanks so much for having me again. It's been a wonderful week, wonderful day. I'm definitely blessed to be alive and well. I hear that. I totally agree. Two thumbs up. I dig it with two shovels and a backhoe. (laughs) (laughs) So um, bless Hashem. We're going to go ahead and jump right in. Before we start, I just want to reconnect us back because we only got through five verses last week. And um, we got to this really cool, amazing term, the Zun Fun Der Oibester, which is the Ben HaElohim. And specifically, we were looking at that it is the son of the eternal rabbi. So um, I just want to point that out, that that is a title for Mashiach, that big Yiddish sounding word. And so we got into the idea, the foundation of who he is and the good news of redemption and where Shaul is coming from. What is his stance? What is his position? Because as we progress throughout the rest of this series, it's important for us to remember. As Neria Roke so beautifully elucidated for us that Shaul being an Evid, which is a bondservant, means he has to be a part of the household in which he serves. So, that means Hashem's household is a household of the Ruach HaKodesh, the living word, which is the Torah, and that is his standpoint. So anything he's going to say, you must be gleaning from Torah in order to connect the dots. So with that being said, here we go. Take it away, Neriyarok. All right, Brigashem, we'll start with uh, verse 6. <clears throat> Among whom you are also summoned to belong to Rebbe Melech HaMashiach Yeshua. All right. So, the first thing is the word Kriya in there, and I want to get to that. I was realizing I forgot one of my artilleries, but I'll grab that in a moment uh, as we progress here. But uh, if we look at that verse, the word for summoned is actually the word kriya. And kriya is, uh, here, I'm going to pull up the file real quick. Stand by. Kriya. This is from the Dictionary of the Targum. Kriya is kuf resh. Yod hey, or you can add in an olive before the hey. Either way, it's the same word. And when you look at this word, it is taking a second. Stand by. Kriya, Kriya. 
There we go, Rukashem. It means to call. And this is actually the root of Vayikra. And if you remember Vayikra, which is Leviticus, which is kind of like Leviticus and Vayikra don't even match at all. But that's another drosh for another time. If you look at what's happening when it says Vayikra Hashem to Moshe, Hashem calling unto Moshe, it was right after the Shekinah descends on the Mishkan and there's a cloud of glory and no one can enter into the Mishkan. But out of that scenario is where Hashem calls out to Moshe and only Moshe was able to hear Hashem. So when we look at this word Kriya, not only does it have this uh, connotation of a select few people being able to hear, but it's also is like literally specifically Hashem is calling specifically to a certain person, i.e. like Mashiach coming to each of his Talmudim and saying, you follow me. So it's important to know that these Lapidim over here in Rome, in Italy, they have been specifically called out. And that's important for us to know because this week's tour portion, Beshalach, is about a called out group of people. Uh, Neryar Rook, do you remember about the percentage of people that actually left Mitzrayim? Yes. Well, I do know that uh, for when it comes to um, native born Jews, it was, it was uh, 5%. Oh, no, sorry, it's 20%. Right. Correct. Correct. Which, if you really look at how crazy that is, that means 80%, if not more, remained in Mitzrayim and perished. There is no, uh, well, I kind of heard the voice of Hashem and I decided that I didn't want to follow him. So I think I'll just chill right here and be fine. That That's, uh, that's low beseder. That's not going to happen. So if Hashem is calling you, it's very important that we really answer that call. And many are called, but few are chosen. And connect chosen to Shemot 19, which means we're people of covenant, which means we have duties. We have avoda. Okay. We have connections to Hashem to tend to. So <laughs> one little verse. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. That was good. I was actually going to tie into what uh, Rabbi, I believe, had dropped in the first Yaliyah of the week here yes. about uh, about how he's obviously a lot of us in Mizraim did not want to choose to change our lifestyle. We didn't choose. We didn't want to choose to um, really, you know, be in covenant. We wanted this. We wanted the benefits of the covenant. But we didn't want the stipulations of the covenant. Ken. And just how you see that today, like a lot of people don't actually want to live as they will quote in heaven or quote in the kingdom they, they think they maybe do but it's it's a false you know a, a view viewpoint a false worldview false understanding um yeah so to say when it comes to what will, will be of the future because he's offering it now right so may we get, get, be given the courage to respond and know that Hashem's Ruach HaKodesh will fill us and grant us strength beyond our own capacities. So I'm in. Amen. Amen. All right. I want to go on to, I guess, the, the Rebbe, 
um, the word Rebbe. Now here, this is actually the Orthodox Jewish Bible, um, not the complete Jewish Bible. I have that in my in front of me as well. Okay. Um, but this Orthodox Jewish Bible is the one that has more Hebrew words and terms to it, and therefore is able to reference back to Jewish literature and, and the Tanakh and all such. So um, mm. the difference between Rebbe and Rabbi, I was kind of looking at that, and I was like, why you know, why does this author choose to say Rebbe, uh, Rebbe instead of Rabbi? Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking up on Kabad.org, um, and here's one answer. There are many differences, too many to list here, but one is of is this. A rabbi answers questions, but a rebbe answers people. Ooh. A rabbi hears what you say with your mouth, but a rebbe hears what you are saying with your soul. Ooh. So that was, uh, I think that was just a good, really good drop. Um, Man. Something in it, and definitely at a deeper level than, than simply rabbi, which is more so translated as teacher versus rebbe, which is more so in line with the word master. Amen. And would you say, too, that it gives more of a uh, personal connection, you know, to the the person that you're calling Rebbe, because you're actually saying you are my rabbi as opposed to you're a rabbi? Yeah, I I would agree definitely with that part of that being that translation, that that word and both both closer, um, you know, relationally, but also um, uh, greater and maybe authority too. When it comes to um, its weight, you know, the weight of, of my rabbi, like you said, because my rabbi has more weight upon upon me, halakhically, than simply a rabbi. Ken, very, very yeah, important. I've chosen to submit to and put myself under a rabbi, making him my rebbe. Amen. Well, okay, so I realized outside of the phone booth that I'm in... Uh, <laughs> I forgot to get my OJB print Bible, so I'm going to grab that, and okay. uh, please continue on. Of course. Verse 7, I will continue. To all who are in Rome, Hashem, beloved ones of God, summoned by Hashem's kira, kira calling, as we mentioned before, to be Kodeshim, holy ones, unmerited Chen Vachesed Hashem, and Shalom Hashem from Elohim, Avenu, and Rebbe, Melech Hamashiach Yeshua, Adonai. Amen. Well, what what happened to my stuff? <laughs> Well, Burkishan, I will be uh, weaponless we on that one today. But I got my uh, my trusty Ivrit uh, translation here. So, Burkishan. All right, Sleeka. One was better than was better than none. Right. And you should have said to bring two. So. Okay, so a uh, couple of things about that verse. I love how it it points out that this letter, this Egedit, is specifically to those who are in Rome. And we need to understand what that means. What is the dynamics of this specific group? So, you know, here at Sar Shalom, we have a few Lapid groups. We have some Lapidim in Tulsa. So shout out to Tulsa. We have some Lapidim in Houston. Shouts out to the H-Town. We have some Lapidim up in New York. 
Shouts out to the Big Apple. And, you know, and I believe we have some Virginia Lapidine and Florida and like probably some more that I'm unaware of. Brukashem. So if I have left you out, it was not of ill intent. But let's just think about this for a second. If we're going to engage with those who are in Tulsa and then we're going to engage with another congregation in New York. How vastly different of conditions or setting or backdrop or instruction are they in need of? You know, and, and that's something to keep in mind as where we're actually like literally located, you know, because the same things that we're dealing with in Saginaw, someone in Dallas doesn't deal with, you know, someone in Dallas can go like 20, 15 minute drive and they're at a kosher market or a kosher restaurant. But in Saginaw, what are we at? Like 45 to an hour, hour and a half away from a kosher restaurant, a kosher market, you know, so there are times where we're not able to do the whole, let's meet at a restaurant, have a lunch, you know, meeting or dinner meeting or things like that. And, you know, we'd have to go somewhere where there's uh, salads or something like that and just kind of have to make do with certain things, you know, or just, you know, invite people over to your house and, and just go that route, you know, be optimal. So, you just think about that for a second, you know, just realize what's going on in Rome, first century. A whole lot of craziness and nonsense, I'll tell you that. Which is kind of interesting when you think about the Roman road uh, tract or or a uh, little gospel tract that is out there. And it's just kind of like, are we sure we want people to be going to Rome? But I digress. And then um, also this word, Yadid beloved and indeed we actually sing this of mashiach and yearning for his return when we do the shalosh sudot on shabbat what's called third meal which is right after shul especially when shabbat ends early so it's like you finish oneg you finish shul you go do minka and it's like all right let's eat again it's like i'm full it's like that's the point so as we're singing this song, Yadid Nefesh, we're actually yearning for our beloved and, and the gathering in of the people to be returned to Eretz Israel, to the rebuilt temple and all that. So if you think about these individuals who responded to the Kriya of Hashem, that is so important for us to understand that when we hearken to Hashem's voice, we are considered very beloved to Hashem, very precious. So, there you go. Oh, man, I there was quite a bit came up in my mind there uh, with regard to that that specific word and that phrase, um, "beloved of God." Um, I thought of uh, first in uh, Shemot twenty, which we'll be getting to not too long from now here. Mm. Um, Shemot twenty five through six, predominantly. Um, this is when he give when he's speaking the words, uh, the ten matters, the ten um, ten words to all Israel, and he says, uh, see here, verse 4, you shall not make, yeah, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in the heavens above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I am Adonai your God, I am a jealous God, uh, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing steadfast a chesed love to thousands of those who love me and keep my mitzvot. Ooh. 
who love me so, and keep my mitzvot. That's right. <laughs> so we can see that the, the correlation, the tie between loving Hashem and obeying his commandments in there, and the opposite of those two would be um, to those who hate him. Um, and then it brought me then tied in with, uh, with Yochanan chapter 14, primarily uh, verse 21. Um, and I'll give a little background here, the context here. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. That is through the rock. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You also live. In that day you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my mitzvot and keeps them or guards them, he is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So that that uh, he's making it very clear that those who love him, um, he will love and his father will love. Hashem himself will love them and uh, they will be beloved of Hashem, of the God of Israel. Um, if they are the ones who are in covenant, that is obeying, and that is loving and, and obeying his, his mitzvot. Amen. And can we go back to Parsha Toldot for a second? Because the first use case precedent of being loved and obeying and mitzvot comes from that Parsha. And it is Bereshit 26.5. It says, because Abraham obeyed my voice and was shomer over my mishmeret, my charge, my mitzvot, my hukot, my torot. Okay? And then, if you look at what is the deal, why is he saying that? It's because Yitzhak is undergoing famine. And he's like, you know, I need to leave and obviously go to Egypt because that's what my Abba did. I do everything I see my father doing. Oh, you know, that's what Yitzhak did. So he's the Akida, literally. So thinking about that, if we're all to be Akidot, then we are to be doing exactly what we see our father doing. Amen. And so uh, go back to verse three. It says that Hashem tells Yitzhak, sojourn in this land. And I will be with you and I will bless you for unto you and to your seed. I give all these lands and I perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. And I will make seed to multiply as the stars of the skies, the stars of the heavens. And I will give unto your seed these lands and in your seed shall all nations and your seed shall all nations. What did we say last week? All nations are to come into obedience of the Torah through those who have been sent out by Messiah Yeshua, i.e. the seed that comes from Abraham, the seed that comes from Yitzhak. Anyway, it says, and in your seed shall call Ha'aretz be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and was shomer over my charge, my mitzvot, my kukot, my torot. So if we're ever confused, what commandments that we observe what commandment should we observe and how should we love Hashem it is exactly like Abraham Yitzhak and Yaakov and Yosef and Yehuda like on and on and on and on and on so anyway just a little case precedent for 
everything that's being elucidated right now. It's all found in the Torah. So what Nary Roke just expounded upon from Yochanan and from Shemot, I mean, you literally have the father and the son on the same page. And that's exactly the case precedent is the father and the son on the same page. All righty. Agreed, agreed. I, um, the next section to that, well, there's, we'll keep going on that same, same verse. Come on. Um, summoned by Hashem's Kara, Kriya, 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 Kriya mm-hmm. called me, um, which we kind of touched base a little bit. Um, but again, it's like it, what came to my mind was the passages that say several times, actually, it says today, if you hear his voice, not hard in your heart. Ooh. And and the fact that he's summoning and calling every day, as long as it is called the day, since it's not it's not the Lama Ba yet, it's not the Shabbat. Um, and the fact that we can't make converts after after the fact, you know, what I'm saying it's during this time, it's during today that we are to be summoned. We're summoned through the calling, and we're that is we're kind of beckoned, and uh, and so I the the passages there are. Or Devarim one twenty six through thirty eight, which he's speaking about um, predominantly uh, when he called um, us to go into the land, and then uh, only only Caleb and um, Yeshua, son of Nun, Caleb and son of you know Yeshua had had actually received and and heard the word um, and and obeyed his voice, and it said you know said let's go in like this is good land. Uh, and the others said, you know, no, we, let's go spy out first, um, you know, and had doubts and whatnot of not wanting to enter right away. Uh, and then later on, they wanted to enter, but they couldn't. And it, was, it was just kind of correlates with Yeshua's parable about uh, uh, the virgins, right? And, and other other parables where at a certain time, the door gets closed and people then later on go knocking and, and the time is, is set. You know, there's... Like in Judaism, there's a, you know, there's a set time for everything, there's a set place for everything, and uh, we must meet those times and those places and those contexts and those situations to be, like you said, chosen. Amen. That is beautiful. I love that. Very important. I mean, just to be, you know, that's why Naseva and Ishma is so important. We will do and we will hear. Doing precedes the fact that we're trying to hear and understand. We just know Hashem is calling, so we're acting. I mean, Kepha did the same thing. Kepha and Andrew, which is funny, um, him and his brother, they they both, as soon as Yeshua said, hey, come with me and I'll make you fishers of men. And they were like, okay. I mean, in the middle of probably catching the greatest catch, they're just like, materiality, forget it. Clouds of glory, I want that. <laughs> so, Brooks, yeah. That's good. It, you know, Shaul, well, believe, believe possibly Shaul in, in the chap, uh, in the um, letter to the Hebrews, or book of Hebrews, as they say it, mm-hmm. um, he also quotes this and speaks about how, um, here it says in, it says in chapter 3, uh, verse 7 through 19, as the Hazaroko Kodesh says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not on your heart as you did in the rebellion during the time of the testing in the wilderness, 
Your ancestors tested me and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger that they shall never enter my rest. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful and unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called a day, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share Mashiach, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said today, if you hear his voice, not harm your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who are they who heard and rebelled, but were not they all those Moshe led out of Mizraim? And with whom was he angry for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. So we get into this 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 uh, this this letter here. He he will bring this this concept these concepts up quite a bit about how amuna unto obedience under service um, that belief um, produces a works. Um, which we wow. kind of see in Yaakov's letter and such that, uh, that we need to have both faith uh, with works and vice versa. So we can keep moving on, though. I mean, I think one last drop on this verse is Kedushim, because that's what he calls them, right? To the beloved in Rome who are called to be Kedushim. Kedushim is actually a Torah portion, uh, and it's in Vayikra. Which, again, that's the root of Kriya, which is to be called. And uh, just a little drop from the Ramban with a noon. It says, Kedoshim is all about separation. And the separation is the one mentioned in every place in the Talmud where its practitioners are called those that have separated themselves, i.e., Perushim. If that word Perushim sounds familiar to you, that is actually the word for Pharisees. So a Perush is a Pharisee. Perushim is Pharisees in plural. So those are ones who are called practitioners who are separate, who are holy. So Shaul could have just said to all who are in Rome, the Yedidim, the beloved of Hashem, who are called Perushim. We're called Pharisees. Yeah, exactly. Just to back back up that, you know, and confirm that uh, like like we've obviously brought down before, and know that Yeshua was a Pharisee, is a Pharisee, Shaul was a Pharisee, and is a Pharisee, and we are also Pharisees, just not the Shem among certain Pharisees who are of the synagogue of Satan as right. uh, it's laid down in the Talmud. Amen. <laughs> Um, there was a couple, so some of those references I wanted to kind of look through briefly. Okay, go when for he it. Said, yes, when Shul was stating you're the Kodeshim, you are the you are to be called holy ones, and you are holy ones. Um, he's obviously tying in to uh, Torah, and here are first three um, sections of Torah that uh, that those words are used. Uh, Vaikra eleven forty four to forty five. For I am Adonai your God, so you must consecrate yourselves and be holy, be Kodesh, because I am Kodesh. 
You must not defile yourselves by any swarming creature that crawls in the ground. For I am Hashem who brought you up from the land of Mitzrayim to be your God. So you must be holy because uh, you must be Kodesh because I am Kodesh. So the tie-in with when it comes to not touching um, a dead animal, not eating of unclean animals, um, and tying in with him who brought me out of Mitzrayim, who brought us out of Mitzrayim for the sake of sanctification. He's just tying those two in of Kodeshi, being Kodesh and me bringing you out of, you know, um, bring, bring you out of Mitzrayim and how he is Kodesh. Uh, Vikra 19.2, second one, speak to the entire Israelite community and tell them, be Kodesh because I, Shem your God, am Kodesh. Uh, let's see here if that, <laughs> what's the context for that one? Let me see here. Maker 19. I don't have all these pulled up right away here, but I'm getting into it now. Right. Chapter 19, verse 2. Yes, Hashem spoke unto Moshe, saying, Speak unto Kol Israel, send to them, you shall be Kodeshim, for I am Hashem your God, and Kodeshim. You shall fear, you shall, you shall fear every man, his neighbor, his, let's see here. Yes, every one of you shall f revere his mother and father, and you shall keep my my Shabbats. I am Adonai your God. Do not turn to idols or make for yourself any god of cast metal. I am Adonai your God. So then, tying in being Kodeshim, being set apart, um, in connection with fearing our parents, unlike most of the world doesn't. Uh, I guess the opposite of that, and you should keep my Shabbats, which is another form of being Kodesh, being set apart. Um, do not worship idols, cast images, and the last one is uh, Vaikra twenty-seven. Consecrate yourselves and be holy, for I am, for I Hashem, for I am Hashem, your God, and I your God, uh, which is in the context of that is. Uh, if, if Well, verse 6, if a person turns to mediums and necromancers whoring after them, I will set my face against that person, I will hate them, and cast him off from among his people. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, Kodeshim, sorry, Kodesh, for I am Hashem, for I am Hashem your God. Keep my statutes and do them, guard them. I am Hashem who sanctifies you, sets you apart, for anyone who curses his father or mother shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father and mother. His blood is upon him. Uh, so again, the tie-in with honoring our parents, as well as uh, not going after um, such things with witchcraft, mediums, necromancers, and and the like. And then, I guess, just to pile it on, First uh, Peter, uh, Kepha, he writes to his his children, his um, flock. He actually writes uh, to. All the believers in Messiah Yeshua. That, that's yeah, a letter that applies to like literally everyone who is in the diaspora. That's right. That's true. I, I am here now. I, I get to see uh, Kifa Shliach uh, of Yeshua Mashiach to those who are elect uh, exiles of the dispersion. Mm. In, and he lists uh, several areas, but pretty much the known world. Yep. Um, and 
Let's see here, verse 16, predominantly. Therefore, okay, verse 13. I really just want to read the whole thing because it's context is everything. But therefore, preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the on the grace that is to be brought to you with the revelation of Mashiach Yeshua as obedient children. <laughs> Check that out. That's, wow. you know, in reference to the, the honoring of parents. The father. Yeah, right? Right. Do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who has called you, <laughs> and there you go, the calling again, is, is, who has called you is Kodesh, is holy, you also be Kodesh in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be Kodesh, for I am Kodesh. And if you call on him as father of Anu, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that we were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from our forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Mashiach, like that of a lamb without blemish and spot. And then he ties it in. That's I mean, that's tying into Pesach. Yep. I mean, this is amazing how much tie-ins there are, but yet I shouldn't be amazed because he's a Jew, and he's speaking to Jews, and he's preaching the Besora of the Gula. That's right. So let me just stop there. I'm going to keep preaching because this is so good. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Well, Baruch Hashem, uh, we have hit our time already. So I know I had one more thing I wanted to share, and then I wanted to, us to do our puddle jump that I sent you a message on uh, for the yep. circumcision. Because actually what you just shared is a great segue into that. But, man, this Kedushim, like one more thing. And then we'll go straight over to that. And so I'll ask you to read that verse uh, in chapter two in just a moment. But uh, the last thing I just saw, because I kept reading on Ramban as you were saying all that. So just listen to what this says, because this really connects everything that you just said. Like it says uh, the verse that says, since holy am I, Adonai, your God. That phrase is to say that we merit to cling to him by our being holy. And this is like the first statement we talked. Where do we start? Shemot 20. The call, the Kedushim, the beloved of Hashem, Shemot 20. He, he cites that. Then he says, and it is commanded a man, his mother and his father must fear that's also there in the Ten Commandments. And then it's about honor. And here it will command about fear. So guarding the Shabbat. You mentioned the Shabbat in there. We're to keep Shabbat. And it says remembering. And here guarding, we have already explained the matter of both of them. So this idea of guarding, keeping, honoring Shabbat, parents, um, and then obviously Hashem. And quick to note that Kabbalah calls the mother and the father Chokmah, which is wisdom, and Bina, which is understanding. So if you have wisdom and understanding, that comes from the word of Hashem, that's honoring your mother and your father. Okay. So, Baruch Hashem, Todah Rabbah for the illumination tonight, and Neri Arok, you need to get some help with the Hebrews and the Kepha, and yeah, you just, okay, so. Right. Besides you getting a stray jacket, uh, let's go ahead before they put your arms in and go. Well, I know where to go. I know where to go since I need help. So we're good there. 
Bukashim. So if we can go, we're going to puddle jump, everybody. We're going to go all the way to chapter 2 and verse 29 of the Egedet to the Rome, the, the Roman Lapidim. Before we say ciao, because that's how you say goodbye in uh, Italian. So got to learn some Italian phrases here. But anyway, uh, chapter 2, please. Chapter 2, verse 9. 29. Let me see if I... You may read it from the text, or you may read it from... Yes, just, just that verse. Yes, and true circumcision is of the heart, spiritual, not literal, so that his praise comes not from other people, but from God. Amen. So why did I choose to go to that verse and why are we going to end the podcast here? Well, because remember this little thing that happened not even seven days ago, according to this week's Torah portion of Beshalak. Literally, well, I mean, it was probably less than 24 hours because Beshalak starts with Pharaoh sending out Bnei Yisrael. And they're going in circles in the wilderness for a couple of days. And then it gets to a, a crisis where they're like, uh, here comes Egypt and there's nothing but water and mountains around us and wild beasts and all that kind of stuff. And Hashem's like, well, yeah, go forward. And it's like, to where? The Yom Suf. And it's like, and yeah, that doesn't look like anything, right? So, but obviously that's in the parasha. We're not talking about that, but we're talking about what happened to get us to this point was none other than the circumcision that happened on Seder night. If you remember, there were two bloods placed on the doorposts, the blood of the circumcision and the blood of the lamb. Now, if you look at the word for lev, you have the lamed and you have the bet. The lamed, again, we talked about that is the king of Israel, the melech, okay? The lamed, which is to teach, and the lamed, which is to study. So the king who teaches us to study Torah, putting that together with the bet, with the house. So the house of study is a heart that is circumcised. And we're looking at the fact that this is the true circumcision. And when you're in the true circumcision, that's going to bring you out into the wilderness with Hashem, where you've been called out, set apart as a Pharisee to hear his voice to study his Torah and to learn. And we are beloved unto Hashem. So if we're called out and we're summoned, we need to be circumcised. And when we're circumcised, we're moving away little by little, step by step, day by day, moment by moment. We're moving away from lawlessness, from everything that removed us from the Torah of Hashem. So, We've been brought near by the blood of Mashiach Yeshua, as it is also written in another letter to a congregation in Ephesus. And so there we go. So this week we uh, we made it through two verses, but I think it's absolutely incredible. The illumination that we can just glean from understanding how beloved we are to Hashem when we choose to answer his call. So may we all answer the call of Hashem today. While it's still today, may we hear his voice and may he circumcise our hearts and draw us near. Amen. Well, any last thing you would like to say before we index our time? Yes, sir. There are three points I want to quickly mention to the listeners. Uh, one, 
not to have confusion on certain people, but I'm using predominantly the uh, Orthodox Jewish Bible, the OJB, not the complete Jewish Bible, the CJB. So, right. and then two, um, so the Shem, me and you will hopefully, um, after all this is after this, uh, we get through the Garrett, the this letter, um, that we'll maybe do a synopsis, um, summary, so to say, for just one podcast where we can kind of go through what is, what is the gist, um, overall, because we dive into so much to each of these small a- aspects of the verses, which is great. Um, but in order for them to kind of get a, a bigger picture, I uh, will do that at the Shem at the very end. And the last thing, um, I think we possibly said incorrectly um, when we started the intro, but Shaul did not actually write the letter, um, as we can see in verse or chapter 16, verse 22 of the book of, of Romans. Um, it was a, gen- a man named uh, Tertius, or Tertius. 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 So there you go. So he, he obviously, so obviously Shul narrated it, you know, but uh, this gentleman had written down. So the possibility of why maybe there's more confusion, it's hard to understand, might also um, be a part of why it is the case that it is. So. Wow. So he had a Shliok write his Shliok. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's kosher since, you know, Hashem shliok to Yeshua, who shliok to the Ruach HaKodesh. So there is that. <laughs> shliok socks, right? Yeah, it's the shliok of shliok's. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, uh, Todah Rabbah, again, that Orthodox Jewish Bible translation, you can definitely find that online. Uh, the Bible apps, they have that translation, Bible Hub and uh, Blue Letter Bible. So, definitely check that out and again if you get the print version of it in the back it has a glossary so it'll break down all those transliterated words all right well neri aroke told our rabbi adonai bless you and continue to illuminate you and the words of messiah yeshua amen amen you the same told our rabbi amen i receive it well everybody before we do our closing bracha as we have been taught, and as is very, very true, let us say, what do we know? What do we know? Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam, Ashir Natan Lanu Torat Amet Vakei Olam Natan Beotekainu, Baruch atah Adonai Notena Torah. Amen. Shavuot Tov and Shalom. Shavuot Tov.